Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? How was your week? I know that you can't answer me directly, but here we are. <laughs> Go ahead and shout it out to the radio or to wherever you're listening, and uh, I'll get it in spirit. <laughs> um, this has been a, a very interesting energy, as we spoke about last week, where I believe there's there's just a lot of rehashing what's important versus what's not important uh, in this time during retrograde, as we start to examine our life patterns and what it is that we prioritize. It's also like full swing into fall, which is my favorite season. And to have the cooler weather and to have the trees changing. Um, I'm always a big fan to see when the seasons change, uh, typically at the beginning, not towards the end. Fall never seems to last long enough, but um, towards the, the middle slash end of winter, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> but it always reminds me of transition and transition and change and how, uh, you know, just different parts of our life are always kind of in a season. And so, um, whether we enjoy the season or we don't enjoy the season, um, the seasons always change. And so to be always be present with what's happening during the season you're in. And it's a great uh, topic of discussion, especially for today's episode, because we're going to be talking about sanctuary and pause and what that means to um, take time for yourself and look for safe havens and safe spaces where you feel you have um, community or you feel that you have solace and you have peace and, and clarity, which is really beautiful. And I'm really excited because we're having some dear, dear friends of mine on the show who are incredible and wonderful, wonderful people, uh, Courtney Arrington Baldwin and Donnell Baldwin. And, um, they have a wonderful, uh, business called Sanctuary and, uh, you can go to sanctuarylife.com to check out some of their products that they have, uh, in the wellness space. And the really wonderful thing about uh, this particular company is that all of their, uh, vendors, providers, um, and the product brands that they, um, host are by BIPOC retailers. And so if you are wanting to support uh, black own and, um, and really elevate that part of the market, that's, that's not getting as many eyes, <laughs> um, then that's a wonderful place and resource for you to go on a more serious note. Uh, a few weeks after we recorded this episode, Donnell's mother passed away. And so I would like to dedicate this episode to Grace Baldwin 
And if you guys are in spirit and feel in resonance, please send their family as much love as you can energetically and light that they are able to transition through this particular tough season in their life. Um, they are incredible people and you will hear Donnell mention his mother on the show. I know she was an incredible woman and uh, her legacy lives on through him. So a few housekeeping things that we need to go over. Uh, we have a workshop coming up that I'm particularly excited about this one and topic. It's going to be November 7th at 1 p.m. CST. If you are a $10 member on patreon.com, um, you can participate in this workshop. So if, if you go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah, you can sign up there for this workshop. And how workshops work is um, you have to be a member before the workshop airs or and or the day that the workshop airs in order to see it. And there's a replay available for three days afterwards if you want to um, view that workshop or participate in that workshop. And so um, after that, it is available on spiritualshitschool.com, but you won't be able to access that same workshop unless you're a member. So that's kind of how it works. I think there was some confusion before people weren't sure if they can get workshops from six months ago. You cannot, um, unless you buy it through spiritualshitschool.com. So just to clarify there. Um, but this, this month, uh, in November, we're talking about essentially critical thinking, and you know, you're awake now, what if you're in this process of trying to discover who you are, remembering who you are and starting to learn about your psychic gifts or your intuition or your beliefs, even, um, what does that look like to do that from a critical thinking standpoint and to not necessarily lend yourself or, or lead into places that aren't necessarily resonant with you or safe even, um, you know, I know a lot of people come to this place and then they try to find whatever they can find as far as good advice goes. And then they might be falling into a cult <laughs> or, um, you know, into practices and beliefs that don't necessarily align with them ultimately. And so I will be teaching, uh, about, um, some of the questions that I had to ask myself during my awakening that helped me really get close to what I felt was good. And, you know, also building my own voice and my own direction. So that way I wasn't necessarily falling prey to or falling even influenced to, you know, we say prey as if like everybody out here is, you know, predators or whatever, trying to, you know, steal your money or your beliefs or whatever. But ultimately, you know, we can be very much influenced even, you know, by myself included. And I want it to be a very important thing that if you're in this space and you're very vulnerable at this time, that you have the tools to be able to make those decisions yourself. And so that way you're not in a place where you are leaning onto someone else's understanding. Um, it's great to have um, people that inspire you. It's wonderful to have people to look up to and mentors and so on. But ultimately it comes down to what do you believe? What do you think? What resonates with you? And making sure that you check in with yourself and that that is something that feels good in your heart for your season, for your life, for your afterlife. Um, and that you don't feel, you know, later that, you know, that feels kind of icky and I'm not sure why I did that or yeah, anyway, you get my point. But to me, that's very important, incredibly important. So if that's something that resonates with you, hopefully I will see you there. Go to patreon.com slash lovely Aaliyah to become a $10 member and we will see you um, over there. So that is all we have as far as housekeeping points go. So let's get into this episode right now. 
Courtney Arrington Baldwin and Donnell Baldwin have launched Sanctuaire, a longtime dream that has now come to fruition for Courtney. Sanctuaire is a French word for sanctuary, and it's a place of refuge and consecration for the mind, body, and soul, a holy place. Founded and curated by a black woman, Sanctuaire is an online destination and lifestyle brand dedicated to people of color to promote wellness. A Tufts University graduate and civil engineer by trade, Courtney worked for more than 15 years as a project engineer and seven years with the nation's largest general contractor. But Courtney experienced a burnout for many years in such a demanding and high-stress occupation and decided to leave her construction career. It was at that time she began to focus her time on personal wellness and life as an entrepreneur. She had always had a love for nutrition and movement and soon became a passion to determine how she could find wholeness with other women like her. Her vision for Sanctuary started as a physical space and in 2020 pivoted online. In addition to being partners in life as a married couple, Donnell and Courtney are also business partners. Donnell, a Southern gentleman, fitness enthusiast, and former personal trainer, has worked in the fashion industry for many years with over 15 years experience in the luxury fashion and digital marketplace. His work in fashion has included roles at Mr. Porter, as well as style manager at Ralph Lauren. And Donnell currently co-owns and operates Mr. Baldwin Style, a fashion styling and creative company. Black women have played an important role in Donnell's life, and he's excited to support Courtney in the launch of their Operation Sanctuary. Their service is to provide a unique and tailored platform that ushers one another into happier and healthier lives, not only for our community, but for ourselves. So please welcome not only my friends, but family, Donnell and Courtney to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have some favorite people of mine, Courtney Arrington Baldwin, founder of Sanctuaire, and Donnell Baldwin, founder of Mr. Baldwin Styles, and they're also co-founders of each other's business, business partner, and real-life married couple. How you doing, guys? We're, We're great. Good. We're doing really We're excited. good. excited. Excited Absolutely. <laughs> um, you guys who are listening to the show, the, this is my family. Um, we are not yeah. blood-related, but we, <laughs> we go back a little while, and we uh, have a spiritual connection with each other that definitely feels like blood. Um, and today, I'm really excited because we're talking about finding sanctuary within yourself, and what does it mean to kind of like dig back into you, return to you, to go introspective, especially over this past year. Uh, the development of your businesses have shifted and changed as we went through. COVID. Um, and then also talking about the black experience and what that was like and the levels of, um, complexity and layers that needed to be pulled back as a result of, uh, digging into what does it mean to, for us to turn inward and, and how we can heal ourselves. And so whew, lots of things to talk about. <laughs> lots of things, lots of wonderful things. Um, before we get into that though, I would love to hear your guys' story. Um, you know, how you met, how you guys ended up building these businesses, um, and got you to this point. Sure. Well, we met, oh gosh, I think we, it's 17 years ago um, in Washington, D.C. We were in our 20s Yes. and uh, we were connected by mutual friends. Yes. He likes to say we met at church, we met at church. which <laughs> church was the meeting place, um, but we were, we were connected by mutual friends. Um, just to kind of give you the quick story on it, I mean, we met, we dated for a couple weeks, I think, maybe a couple months and lost contact for five years and then reconnected at 30. At 30 um, via Facebook. Yeah. She went to a, a Sex in the City party of one of my friends from college. Oh. And I was like, yo, how do you know her? That's the one that got away. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And so um, 
you know, our, our breakup at that time was a little messy, like prior to uh, this reconnection on Facebook. And so I sent a message to her apologizing for that and for the way that I did that. Yes. Um, because I, I broke I knew it. that. Yes. You didn't know that? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, and literally the rest is history. We exchanged numbers and um, decided to actually physically meet up at um, in New York City here at but real quick pause. The crazy thing is when he reached out to me, I actually was on this retreat with my mom. Um, it was two days before my 30th birthday. I was like in kind of deep reflection of like, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a husband. And then he reaches out with this random apology. Well, I thought it was random. And so it was, that was really important to, you know, our story in terms of like, him finding me when I was trying to find myself, but uh, while yeah. you were in sanctuary, exactly, yes, exactly, <laughs> yep, that part. Um, and and honestly, Aaliyah, the rest is history. Like we reconnected, we met up at Central Park. Um, they had like a summer stage, the free concerts they do during the summer, and um, the magic and the connection was still it was there, still there, and. Um, and literally we've been together ever since. Yeah, I mean, I was in DC at the time and he was in New York City. So we started this long distance thing of seeing each other every week for two years, two and a half years dating. We got engaged, we got married. We continued long distance for two years, had an apartment in DC, an apartment in New York, back and forth. And all finally, over. All yes, all over. Yep. And trains, but, planes, automobiles. But part everything. of our story at least the second time dating was we always talked about being entrepreneurs I think it was something that was just within us I mean for me I know it was within me from a child I think same you, you as well his mom um, my mom's an entrepreneur and she always tried to push me in that direction mm-hmm. um you know and just always try to encourage me to do something um on my own to find my passion to find whatever was kind of fueling me um and yeah, and here we are. Yeah, and I kind of took a more, I guess, traditional, traditional route approach. at first. I mean, I had all these business ideas, but never knew how I was going to kind of put them all together. I was working in engineering and pretty much thought that was my path, although I always had these ideas in notebooks of like book titles and businesses I wanted to run from, you know, gelato stand to, <laughs> I don't know, inventions, just all these different to things. To writing a book, yes. which I had the same passion. Yes. Which, which, <laughs> ultimately brought us together yes you know so yeah um yeah and kind of this you know the same thing I took a traditional path and like started off in corporate offices working in fashion um worked my way up to styling um a lot of e-commerce work lookbooks um and then moved on to another job still in a traditional sense of working for other people became the style director for a big British company that had offices here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and just experienced a crazy, crazy burnout. It was like my soul was being stripped. Like I was just like, yeah, I got, I like, I gotta go. I gotta, gotta get out of yeah. this. And kind of pretty much two to three years prior to that, that's kind of how I left engineering was because of a burnout. Um, I guess I now can describe it as a burnout. I, I didn't, I couldn't explain it at the time. I mean, I had different things that were going on, but I just didn't know because I was so used to being regimented and just doing what I was supposed to do. Right. And I just couldn't understand, like it's only been in the last probably four years that I could even explain that that's what 
was happening. So yeah. um, during that time, after I, I left engineering is how we birthed our first business, our first baby business, yes. uh, which is Mr. Baldwin Style, which is our fashion business. And, you know, during that leave of absence that I took, I was a little too chicken to actually quit my job. So I took a leave of absence <laughs> first. And then we started writing the book. Yep. And really developing the idea of our menswear at the time, it was a menswear fashion business. Yep. Now it's everything. Um, men, women, men, women, kids. Children. I say pets as well. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> and, um, and then I would say about three years ago is really when I got the idea of sanctuary. So the mm-hmm. business of wellness. Um, I had been a Pilates instructor before. I had always been into nutrition, but not kind of on a deeper level and more just about fitness and diet more than like really connecting with your body, connecting with who you are. And so, um, you know, was kind of bouncing around ideas of exactly how to birth sanctuary originally was to be a big physical space. And then in the pandemic, everything kind of shut down in terms of our styling business. You know, we live in New York City. Everything was shut down. We're here in this apartment for like four months. And it's really when we decided to just launch it online first as an online wellness destination, hopefully future to be, you know, a physical physical space space again. But um, that's kind of how we got beautiful to here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that wasn't too long of a, uh... <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> we, so guys who are listening, uh, when they talk about the book that they, that they wrote, um, the groom's book, in fact, the reason why we even know each other is because they hired me to do all the photo work for that book. So, yeah. uh, it yes. was kind of just like, you know, kismet that we crossed paths and then we're like, Ooh, you know, you guys feel like family, boom, bam. And it was over. So you guys were cousins, yeah. um, <laughs> you were, you were invited to the cookout. So yes, absolutely. Um, you guys described both uh, what a lot of people go through as what we describe as burnout and something that we experience in our, in our nine to fives and our jobs uh, when we're going, 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 we're hustling, if you will. Um, I always have a thing about that word hustle because of the energetic implications that continue us on a pattern uh, that keep us from resting, keep us from recuperating, keep us from rejuvenating. And so um, in your development of sanctuary and you starting to discover um, these deeper meanings uh, uh, of, of what does it mean to have access to yourself again? Um, what do you think were some of the challenges and being able to come back to self, come back to rest? Like what were the things that kind of running in your mind that were keeping you from really connecting with yourself again? I think for me, part of it was like the, the fear of sort of failure or just like, you know, for being an engineer, being a black female engineer, all those years, a lot of times there were so many things that made me different. I was black, I was female, young, I'm still black. <laughs> <laughs> I was black. <laughs> you, you still black. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of feel, felt like I failed when I left. And so I felt like it, it got me, like it finally caught up to me. I wasn't stronger than all of the things that were sort of opposing me. And so it took me a long time just to be okay with, you know, I made this decision. It didn't get me, you know, but I mean, that was definitely one of the things in terms of just being okay with just pivoting or changing paths as opposed to feeling like I, 
I failed and like understanding that it's okay to take time to recognize what's going on inside. And I feel like that took me a long time to, to really get to. Yeah. And I think what happens, um, especially if you've kind of gone most of your life on a traditional path is that you start hearing the voices of, of praise from other people like, Oh yeah, you know, this, this person is an engineer. Yeah. This person is a, you know, whatever this person is climbing a corporate ladder. And you don't even know the backstory, you know, all of the things that they've had to go through in order to get there, the early mornings, the long nights, um, you know, it really, after being in it for so long, and I can't speak for you, but speak for, speaking for me, is that you begin to stop trusting your gut mm. and stop trusting your intuition. And there were things that were happening to me um, on in this corporate world that I was like, wait, but that doesn't that doesn't feel right. And this doesn't feel like the right thing, but I'm making X amount of money. So it must be the right thing. Or a lot of people are recognizing me for this, for being connected to this. So then you start to kind of not trust your, you know, your inner voice and your thing, your gut, the thing that's telling you like, no, I think it's time. I think it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I also, so much of my identity was built into me as an engineer, right? Who am I if I'm not an engineer? Like, you know, when people ask me, what do I do? Then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I have this business. Whereas before it was this, I'm a civil engineer. And the reaction that came with that, wow, mm-hmm. what is that? How did you do that? You must be smart. Like, I didn't realize that I had built so much of who I was in to that and being recognized for that. And so that makes it harder to separate at times too, because it's like, who am I if I'm not that, you know? Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That's, it's so important. I think a lot of our society is built up on that and it's what keeps us going. It keeps us away from ourselves. A lot of the time that drive of like, this is what my accomplishment is. This is where my identity lies. And it, and in fact, sometimes severs our relationship with self and when we sever our relationship with self, we have, we have less access to our spirituality. We have less access to God, less access to um, the areas and where that we feel rejuvenating, rejuvenated as a result of being able to acknowledge the part of ourselves that is a soul and the part of ourselves that has desires and has needs and connection and, and emotions for crying out loud, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so what would you say, um, you know, upon the founding of this business, um, sanctuary, because since it does have such a central, uh, wellness component, what does sanctuary mean to you? And what are some ways that people can turn to themselves for sanctuary? For me, sanctuary is, is a safe haven, right? It's a, it's a sacred space. It's a space of like rejuvenation. Um, I think it's also finding commonality between, the community, um, you know, during my journey of kind of returning to self or returning to wholeness, I really found that some of, you know, the people that I learned the most from were people who were like me. So either other black women or other women or other, you know, entrepreneurs. And so, um, for me, sanctuary is also finding commonality with other people and just learning from each other. Um, yeah, well, because I kind of grew up like, and my mom's a minister, So I kind of grew up with this foundation of, you know, church and finding your center and finding your core and really, really, you know, tapping into that space, that safe space. Um, 
sanctuary has always meant peace for mm. me. And so whenever I find that I'm not being peaceful or I can't find my peace, that something's off kilter, like something's off center. And I have to figure out what that, what that thing is, is knocking me out of my place of peace, mm-hmm. me finding my sanctuary, which literally can be what we've found to can be anywhere. Like it could yeah. be at the beach, like we love going to the yeah, beach. Love the beach. <laughs> we love the beach. And and you know why? It's because like it's the only place for me that I found that the waves can quiet the noise that's in my head of, you know, okay, I gotta return this email. I gotta do this. Okay, I got this shoot coming up. You know, I can literally lay everything down and all of the worries and cares and concerns of you know, the world and all the, you know, all the stuff that's going on kind of in um, the periphery is like silenced because all I can do in that moment is be, um, you know, kind of captured by these waves and the sounds of like these waves crashing. And then it leads me to a totally different peaceful place. And that's where I find solace. Mm, Yeah. Do you have, um, do you guys know your moon signs by chance? Yes, actually. It's crazy. I just, Found mine out. Oh goodness! Because we have an Aquarius I, and a Taurus here, and yes, I, was, yes. I wonder if their moon signs are water. <laughs> no, wait. Okay, one of mine is Leo, and one of them is Scorpio. Scorpio uh, is a water sign. Yes, I think that I think Scorpio, Scorpio is, is my your moon. My moon. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm a Leo. What is it? Rise, rising. You're rising. Leo rising. I'm a Leo rising. I think in a Scorpio moon. Yes, okay. and I'm a Taurus rising and a Virgo. moon. Okay, so no water. That's surprising. Yeah. Interesting. I'll figure you guys out. <laughs> I know you yeah. <laughs> but for me, anywhere in nature is outdoors. And for me, mm-hmm. it's definitely sanctuary. I definitely find connection through trees and grass. And he's not Anything quite the- nature related. <laughs> is, yeah. Something that I really admire about you too is that, like, um, as a couple who works together, um, like, you guys have. I've, at least what I've seen is you always make sure that you make time to go to those retreats and go to those places to make sure that you're able to reset and reconnect with each other as business partners, you know, yeah. how do you turn it off <laughs> when you're at home? How do you build sanctuary and enhance that with each other in a partnership? If one person is not there versus the other person really needing that time in that space. I think it's become a little bit harder since yeah. we, had a second business, I would imagine we don't have kids, but I imagine it's like when people add a second baby, right? There's like a whole new dynamic. Um, So we literally just returned from a (laughs) retreat, if you will. And we really had to go away. And this has probably been the longest we've been away in terms of personal vacation, not traveling for work, because I think it took that much more to disconnect. Um, But to answer the question, we have to be intentional about it. And um, I think this last time we, you know, we just returned last night. I think we did a great job because we didn't really talk about work at all all, unless there were like bookings coming in. And of course we had to address those. And then we were like, back to the beach, back to that, you know, (laughs) back to, you know. Exactly. And I think it, you know, it becomes challenging sometimes because we do work so closely with each other. But I think what's really helped us a lot is kind of, allowing each other to kind of rest in our gifts Mm -hmm. and our giftings. So like, 
I'm very creative. I like to do creative things. I can do the business side of it, but I know that that's her gifting and that's where her strengths lie. So I don't, I don't try to dabble or dip in her business world um, as it relates to either business. Um, I kind of stay in my lane. And I think that that's why we work so well together in business because we, we have to, you know, figure out like, okay, <laughs> we've got this going on creatively. This is going on business-wise, but where do we push pause and how do we, you know, find the time to really cut off? Like, is it seven? Is it eight? Is it nine? Yeah. Is it 10? Um, and even try to help others respect those sort of boundaries that we have in terms of like, I'm the calendar. I'm the one for billing. Like, don't start reaching out to him and causing confusion with us. We try to like really yeah. um, keep that straight, even for other people, because it just keeps it all yeah. <laughs> flowing. I yeah, mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. nothing is perfect, but you know, we just try to. I mean, I think we're good communicators too. Mm -hmm. I think that's really one of our strengths as a couple. And so, you know, at any point, either of us can be like, okay we've talked about this enough <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i gotta find my my piece <laughs> right. yeah. like, i can't talk about this i can't what, talk about this anymore what are we talking about right now yes, let's shut this down right now <laughs> i love it like uh, you know boundaries are super super important for us um when we're when we're talking about sanctuary for ourselves and um a lot of times it's, it's hard for us to make well-defined boundaries uh when it comes to i know it is for me like i mean i like to work and <laughs> And now with the new baby and stuff, like we have these yeah. boundaries, me and my partner are trying to figure out like, um, you know, what are the, okay. I work these days versus you work these days. And when do we come together? Um, yeah. when do we have safe space and Haven for our family to get together and so on. And that's definitely been an adjustment period for, for us to, um, so you talk, you mentioned earlier, and I love the, the focus of, um, you know, sanctuary is that you guys provide uh, wellness goods from, exclusively uh, BIPOC uh, providers. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And I, th I think that's wonderful because what does it mean to provide a wellness experience uh, for, for the Black community? And why was that so important to you? I think, I mean, being our age, so we're in our early 40s, I feel like we're kind of on a little bit the cusp of what's been going on in wellness in terms of, I feel like, you know, those younger than us have more of an emphasis on wellness and going to therapy and self-care self -care and, and all of the things that kind of fall under that umbrella of mm -hmm. taking care you know um listening to yourself listening to your body like we grew up in a time where it was just like don't listen to yourself oh i know you, oh. your mind is not telling you the right thing you better go to school <laughs> you better go do this you know, and, and especially in the black community, because education is, is key, you know, it was the, it was the key for us to experience a smattering of wealth or, or a better life. Mm -hmm. And um, there wasn't a big focus, I don't think on kind of generations before us, for the most part, I mean, I'm speaking, in, you know, in general. in general, of like really focusing on what's happening with your body. So it became really important to us and also because like I said, during that time of kind of rediscovering myself that a lot of what I learned was from other women of color that there is that commonality and that common space. And so obviously everyone is welcome, you know, at software, but um, you know, from, from the product standpoint, all of our brands are brands of color and it's 
and they're all self-funded too, which I think speaks a lot to who we are as women of color, as people of color, you know, despite the fact that I think we get like 0.01% of investor funding, we still persist to sort of birth passion and birth purpose, whatever that is through a product, from a product standpoint. So mm -hmm. it was important to showcase these brands because, you know, we often don't get the opportunity. I think now you are seeing more, you know, after things that transpired in 2020, where we yeah. are getting more shelf space. But prior to that, a lot of times we were overlooked because we didn't have access to the people who were at, you know, the top, you know, department stores at a Bergdorf's or at a yeah. Neiman Marcus, you know, yeah. they, they weren't yeah. looking at us because maybe we weren't connected or didn't have that, you know, the in. Now, I mean, I think there is more emphasis in brands. Some brands are feeling like, or like the larger department stores, like they're going to be left behind if they don't look at yeah. BIPOC brands. But I don't think prior to a year ago or a year and a half ago that that really no. was the case. So no, you know, it's funny. I went into Target the other day, like maybe like a couple of weeks ago, and they're redoing their whole store, like all their stores, uh, at least here in this area currently. And what I saw was that they had made, it wasn't an aisle it was like a whole, like a section for textured hair products. And like, I mean, like, like if you think of an aisle and then the other side of an aisle, separate that out by about 10 feet and then put middle sections in the middle, like yeah, yeah. so many textured black hair products. And I was like, I, I, there was another woman that was there um, with her daughter, both of them curly hair, like mine. And I, I said, isn't this great? <laughs> like, just like <laughs> almost tearful, almost yes. tearful in that space of saying, oh, there's stuff for us. There are people that look like me. There are things available to me. They're not behind a glass and locks because like, I mean, go, those of you listening may not know this, but a lot of black hair care products in Walmarts and targets and so on were always locked up. And yeah. it was like, okay, what are you trying to say here? That, that, yeah. that, that okay the Pantene Pro V is fine you know but like <laughs> yeah but over here is Jesse's up. locked up that's thirty eight dollars <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just it was it was such a moment of and then me and her got to talk well what do you use oh you use kinky curl I use this one here try that you know it was yeah. a safe space and you know like who's talking about finding sanctuary and Target you know like but to yeah. be included yeah. to be seen to have that moment of like Oh, I'm valuable too. Like I, you know, like I don't have to order my products on, on online because they're not available in stores. They're here for me as well. I mean, you know, good on you target, you know, for being one of the pioneers for that, but in like a big store component, um, but it was just it, to me, it felt, I felt safe. I was like, Oh, yeah. I want to shop here. So and like, see. You know? yeah. yeah. So when I go to your site and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful. Look at all the emollients and products and, and quartz rollers, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> things that come within wellness. Um, we kind of, you know, like sometimes people throw beauty to the side um, and they throw fashion to the side as these are just, you know, oh, this is just superfluous. And they say that right? Superfluous. Um, yeah, <laughs> superfluous. Extra, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are extra things that are um, you know, that are not like 
integral to the spiritual experience, but I think that they are because when you put yourself together and, and, you know, like today I, I dressed up a little bit for them, you guys can't see, but, um, <laughs> I was excited cause it was like my friends from New York, you know, I gotta yes, you look fantastic. lash up for them, but it yeah. makes you feel good and it affects your vibration and it affects the way in which you're able to move about. And so, um, what are some practical ways for people to be able to engage with themselves in ways that, um, not just provide them a sanctuary, but, uh, can be a ritual type of practice within beauty, within wellness, within fashion that can make them, uh, make that a part of their sanctuary. I think there's so many things and I think it's different for for everyone. Yeah. Well, so I can speak to, to a couple of my favorites. So, um, one, which I hold really high is running. I love to run. Like I go outside, I run, I feel like I can, burn off stress and steam and I feel invigorated. I feel connected to my breath because I mean, if I don't breathe up, you know, um, <laughs> we've been talking about a whole different spiritual experience. Um, but no, but seriously, like I feel like invigorated after, um, after that. So that's one of them. The second is getting dressed. I mean, that's a part of my, my stick though, you know, yeah. like I'm a, I'm a stylist and, style director and, and fashion is my thing. It always kind of has been. And just watching the way growing up, my my mother and my grandfather and my grandparents, like they used to dress up and they used to, they could be experiencing some of the worst days mm. of life. I mean, if you think about it, just one generation, you know, my mom went to segregated uh, segregated school. Mm-hmm. and experienced racism firsthand uh water fountains said whites only and you know crazy stuff like that but still found it necessary to go and buy the finest clothes and like get dressed up get your face done like get your hair cut nails done like really really um you know kind of pour into yourself a little bit so for me dressing up Sometimes if I'm feeling really, you know, down or whatever, that's when I dress up the most because I know if I look, as soon as I look in the mirror, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, okay, you did that. <laughs> you did that. So, so, you know, put a smile on your face and let's put the shoulders back and stand up tall and keep your chin up. Everything's going to be okay. Mm. So those are a couple of things for me. I get a ton of them, but I won't list all of them. My first is kind of newer to me, actually, but meditation. Mm. And it's become really important to me particularly in birthing a second business and having all these different things going around in my head and just trying to quiet my mind a little bit. And it's free. It's literally free. I mean, you could do it with an app or, you know, I mean, we're all about pushing products, but I mean, you know, everybody's at a different, you know, place financially. We've gone through a tough year, but literally meditation, I think is, is huge. Um, also from a product standpoint, <laughs> I love masking. Um, I just love wearing face masks. I probably feel like, you know, the beauty mask, not these masks. We <laughs> not the N95 mask. Not yeah, exactly. the N95. Yeah, the ones, the ones that. that you put on and they harden on your face or whatever. I I feel like <laughs> I'm bad with that because they'll say like do it once or twice a week. And I'm like, can it what happen if I do it every night? <laughs> <laughs> masks are big for me. Um 
saging, smudging. Mm -hmm. um, that's not too expensive. We do sell smudges on the site. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one. Uh, fitness, also Pilates and, and yoga. I was always a Pilates girl, but really have tapped into yoga more over the last few years, in particularly in, in particular in 2020, a lot. Um, You're an herbal tea girl too. Oh, I'm a tea, yes. Herbal tea, she's always it. sipping on some herbal tea. Yeah, tea is big um, mm -hmm. for me, this sort of tea ritual in the morning, kind of drinking, so I think it kind of centers me, grounds me a little bit just in mm -hmm. terms of my thoughts. Um, I had another one actually. Washa, I, I don't know. I sure, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry to, to interrupt you, but I just thought about it. Like, I don't know if this probably falls under journaling, but I have started in the mornings doing a gratitude journal. Yeah, for sure. um, yeah. So I, I wake up and a lot of times, and I'm not always consistent, but I'm pretty consistent. Before I even touch the ground, I go through a list of things that, I, that I'm grateful for. Um, I affirm myself with affirmations. Um, I make declarative statements like I am successful, I am fearless, I am like starting off with sentences like that. Um, and then I also forgive. Mm. I, I find a space to forgive, um, to kind of like let go of all the crud. Like if it was yeah. someone who like cut me off or, you know, someone sent like a really nasty email, I'm like, you know what, I forgive that person because maybe they were having a bad day. Mm. Um, and then, you know, finding space to give, like mm -hmm. to sow into someone else's, mm -hmm. either their vision, their dream, whether it's your time or actually donating to a good cause. Um, and yeah, so like, I kind of go through like all of these different steps. It was actually suggested from a friend of mine who has like the seven step process um, that he does every morning. And like, literally, it's really kind of helped to change. It's so good. It's my just life. <laughs> the seven steps. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really <laughs> you guys good. want to co-op that and let us know what it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, it's so yeah, good. And it just good. helps you focus your day on like all of the things that actually are important, mm -hmm. like your center and finding, you know, the things that make you tick and finding your sanctuary, like really going back to the source of peace and really trying to. Um, not let all of the crazy little things bother you and yeah. really kind of think at a higher frequency of like, wow, okay, I don't know why that happened, but maybe I was being protected from something. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that didn't need to happen because um, something better is on the way. Yeah. Things like that, where you yeah. really, really help to kind of put things in perspective for your day. That, that's, that's beautiful. I love the forgiving one. That's yes. something I'm going to need to pick up because, woo, like yeah. I was watching, this sounds so dumb, but I was watching uh, Lovecraft Country. And okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I've only watched like maybe two or three episodes of it though. All right. Well, on the two and three episodes you probably saw, there was a lot of, a lot of racist shit going on in there. Yes. And like David was trying to explain to me like what Lovecraft, like the whole original origin stories of the book was and how it was and whatever. Um, and, but like, I couldn't get past like all the racism and I was I was getting yeah. mad and I was like I know this is just a show I'm I was gonna say it's fictitious very very <laughs> fictitious with very real implications of what was happening at the, during the time yes and 
it was like, I found myself, um, I had all these really bad dreams when I went to bed because I didn't clear that shit before I went to bed and I didn't forgive that stuff before. And so I had, I had like, like, you know, you have stress dreams. I have one dream where we got pulled up in a tornado and then sort of thing and whatever. Um, but it was, it was things that were triggering to me and to my ancestors and the blood in my body that was just, I was upset and I didn't feel safe in my own home you know, just yeah. stuff. And I was like, Oh, you know, so the forgiveness component, I think is really, really wonderful. Um, but like, I love tea. Like that's a, that's mm-hmm. a great one. Like you, it's a very feminine energy. I feel like coffee is the masculine and tea is the feminine. Cause the tea is like yeah. the book next to a window, you know, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> nice thing. I feel like when I was in Europe all the time, everybody drank tea. And I was like, I didn't know how to drink tea. Right. Cause I was like, tea's disgusting. And they're like, Oh no, no. Like, <laughs> lemon and honey and lavender and like all these oh wow tea's wonderful yeah an experience in and of itself yes yeah absolutely um what i also some of my um i noticed that i've I've really cut down on a lot of my rituals since i've had uh, veda um Mm -hmm. i need back to those rituals because then i wake up in the morning and i'm like uh, she was up at three and you know, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to do my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the rituals I started picking up um, is, is uh, about my home. I heard that the home ha- holds uh, spirits. I mean, everybody thinks that anyway, because they're like, you oh, want this place to be haunted, but in a good way, like people who've built the yeah. home, put the intention in the home and the artistry and the artwork in there. And so the, the house itself holds a spirit or holds a vibration. And so mm-hmm. I was reading about this woman who she goes through her house every morning and thanks the house. Thank you house for protecting me. Thank you for the space that you provide. Thank you for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's a really interesting ritual because my home is my sanctuary. Yes. You know, like I put so much energy into my home to like, I mean, look, and those of you guys who can see this, um, you know, the panels that I put up for my studio or whatever, like aesthetically aesthetics give me a, like a, ah, oh, things are pretty and I feel happy and I feel yeah. safe. And so yes. I started walking through the house and saying, um, you know, thank you house for, uh, the home that you'll provide for my daughter in the future for this, for that, for like the memories that we create or whatever. And I go through the mornings and do that now, um, as I'm cleaning up and I noticed that I started having more of these kind of spiritual experiences within the house. I only adopted this like a couple of weeks ago, but, mm-hmm. um, since Veda has been born, I've been seeing these little, uh, blue, bright blue orbs around her. And so I've always kind of seen stuff. You guys know that already, but um, yeah, yeah. listening, maybe this is your first episode. I see things. Uh, so I've been seeing these blue purple kind of orbs that are like, they, they look like little, um, you know, glitters or kind of pops of like a little tiny firework or something around her. I always see them in her room. And so I saw, as I started to do this ritual again in sanctuary, I started seeing them around the house and now they're all, they're all different colors. They're, they're orange and they're white mm-hmm. and they're, you know, whatever. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I don't, I don't feel scared. Like I feel yeah, like no. it's something really beautiful that I'm starting to kind of inter interact with and yeah. I feel safer. I feel like the, the home feels like a better space for me. So in, in creating sanctuary, I've adapted this new ritual that I like now I feel like the house feels alive, but not mm, in yeah. a scary way. Yeah, absolutely. Which it's I feel funny, like I grew up started. No, I grew up with, when my mom and I would come home in our apartment, she would say, hi house. And I was like, mom, who are you talking to? (laughs) And she would, you know, like, I mean, it kind of was, I think that same thing. And when you leave out kind of saying goodbye, like protect it, keep it safe till we return, you know? And I Mm -hmm. didn't understand as a, as a kid, but it's funny with you saying that it reminded me of that Mm, kind of childhood 
memory. So yeah, yeah. And you guys just yeah. got a new place. Yes, Yay. we did. Yeah, and sorry, it's a little dim, but you know, we're still working uh, through boxes uh, right now. But you know, kind of the same thing. Like we were getting a little bit boxed in um, in our old place, just because the space was a little bit smaller. Um, but now we're in a much bigger space, and we're kind of like, oh, yeah. we're sleeping better, yeah. we're breathing, you know, more freely and it just feels like even though there's boxes everywhere and we still have to kind of go through and and get things and put in place and in order it's just something about finding a place that you can call like your sanctuary mm -hmm. and like your safe space and your haven and your um, place of solace and I really do feel like that the move has been intentional but yeah. big yeah. like yeah. really really helpful for us now you can like, I think that the valuable part of this is that people can take away from that is that like, you can create sanctuary in yourself. You can create sanctuary in your relationship. You can create sanctuary in your home. Um, you know, this, this all applies. Um, so what are ways for you guys that, that you do that in your home space? Well, sage is, is smudging yes. is big. And in fact, it's really big for us when we travel as well. Absolutely. Go back to home too. But for me, I feel like more in the last what maybe five or so years I started like in hotels picking up different energy and having like kind of weird dreams and so that's yeah. a big one for us when we travel like we travel with sage and yeah like um the other thing that we like for home and for travel are beeswax candles mm -hmm. um which we sell on software yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they um they purify love the, the product air. I know right <laughs> love, love. Yeah. um but they actually purify the air and um help with allergens and toxins in the air so that's a big one for us um, yeah aesthetically I almost always buy flowers yes and plants loves flowers. because I mean there's nothing that really elevates the space. I mean, you can put paint and color and stuff all over the wall, but like once you have a living yeah. thing in the space, it really actually does bring the space to life, mm -hmm. you know? And it's something that you can speak to. You can speak to your plants and say, hey, how are you today? Like, yeah. you know, you're gonna bloom, you're gonna blossom and, and give us joy. And we hope that we can, you know, return that joy to you by keeping you alive um <laughs> music also I think music, music is mm -hmm. big for us and, I mean we watch tv a little bit but music is more of the consistent um thing in our in our house this place has a fireplace which is the first time we've had a fireplace so we're really excited really, really excited. for that because I think we're going to really yeah. use that quite a bit yeah. um and then in in terms of finding sanctuary in your relationship um we had a, a pastor minister tell us um, once that we should stop the world. So stop what? always stop, stop the, the world. world. Oh yeah. So always find time to stop the world. And you know, we all know everything crazy is going on in the news now. We've got a whole pandemic that's going on. Seems like it's not really dying out. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just so much stuff and so much chatter and you got to get here and you got to get this, you got to drop the kids off, got to do this. And there's just so much stuff that goes on in the course of the day that it really works to just look at each other and be like, hey, stop the world. And he's really better at it than I like, am. But like, let's stop we could be on the street corner and be like, 
stop the world. And I'm like, can we move off of the street? <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of the street. I'm like, stop the world, you know, and, you know, and give a big old kiss, a, you know, good smooch. And, but it's really looking into each other's eyes yeah, and really saying, and I see you I and see I'm you. connecting with you right in this moment and kind of forgetting what's around. And it really is just being kind of intentional with that, even for the short, you know, two minutes that it may be, but just really yep, yep. connecting there. It helps to bring you back to center and, and the things that are important. I love that. I love that. I think like, that's something I could use more of. <laughs> me, and, yeah. me and David went and for the first time, I haven't been going out very much because of the, the Delta. Um, yeah. <laughs> so annoyed the with Delta. the state of the world right now. But um, uh, I was like, we have to, we have to do something. And so we went out for the first time without Veda and mm -hmm. got my mom to watch her and, you know, like for just four hours, that's it. Um, yeah. But before that, even we, we took like a little mini trip out to Lawrence, which is like 40 minutes away, like a part, you know, some smaller town and nice. um, went to some shops and things or whatever. And, and then when we went on our like little date night, it was a little stop the world, you know, moment where it was like, yeah. okay, we're enjoying our city in the capacity that we can. And just having a moment to like, just be with each other and entertain each other. Um, it was to me, it was so re-energizing, uh, yes. after, you know, almost four months of just, you know, doing the diaper thing or whatever. Um, and I came back, like, I, I miss my kid. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I mean Oh, I want to go back to her, but like, but having the moment to, 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 you know, call sanctuary, I almost feel like I'm going to end up making it a joke to David and being like sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good joke. Don't know the reference, uh, Quasimodo. So, um, <laughs> I love that. So like, before we go, um, you know, what, like, I just, you guys are such dynamic people and I've known you for a while yeah. and you have so many talents. I feel like this interview can't encompass everything, which is why we're going to Patreon and we're going to cover more. So guys, if you want to become a Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Leah to hear the rest of this episode. But, um, you know, what do you feel like for yourselves as is your purpose in life? Wow. That is so great. That is so great. You know what? I think for me and, um, wow, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. This is interesting, <laughs> but I think it's helping people find joy mm. and you know I joke a lot I like to laugh a lot I like to to I like to bring joy but I think the biggest purpose um for me or one because I don't think you don't have to have just one purpose yeah. Yeah. in life um is helping people find themselves like helping people find their joy helping them find what they what makes them tick what makes them um feel great what makes them rise and show up um often I'll be at you know some random place and I'll see someone who just doesn't look happy and I'm just like I wonder what they're supposed to be doing he does that all the time we live across the street from a TJ Maxx and he's like you know the girl at the jewelry counter one day I want to ask her because because <laughs> and I'm like why do you want like he literally says this we're like over there the and he's like i just want to ask her what she wants to do i'm like because oh, because okay. because I'm, I'm a sensitive person and yeah. i can feel and so i feel that she wants to do something different 
And there's nothing wrong with respectable work. She, she works hard. You can tell she really, really loves what she's doing. But I feel mm. that there's something that either she fears or she hasn't pursued or she hasn't really been allowed to explore for whatever the case may be, whether it's financial or she's got other obligations or whatever. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because I've been in that place before. Yeah. And I understand what that looks like, what that feels like. And I can feel her pulling. I can feel yeah. that pull of like, yeah, I want to do something else. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, one of my um, purposes in this world is to help pull out the joy in other people and help them kind of rise and find who, who they are. Mm. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Follow that up, Courtney. <laughs> well, mine might not be as <laughs> intense. You know, I do completely agree with Donnell in terms of um, your purpose. I don't think you have one purpose. I think it changes. And I think, you know, my purpose sort of as an engineer, and we talked about, you know, that life, I think I was supposed to be sort of an inspiration or maybe just a representative in that space, right, of people understanding you know, and seeing a black woman in that capacity. Um, I think now it's different. It's, it's probably sharing my story of wellness, my story of finding myself again. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's still being really developed though. I think I'm still coming into what this second purpose is. And I think as, you know, Sanctuary is kind of developing and shifting and pivoting, I think it's also to help tell the stories, the stories of women and our experiences and kind of empower us to, to go on and, and, and do other things. Um, Absolutely. And to overcome and to like really, yeah, you know, do, do what it is that you feel like you're called to do. And, or at least if you don't know, to be willing to explore what that is. Yeah. You know, that's something really big in the collective consciousness right now. I'm finding, I just did another interview today and we were talking about the same thing about okay. purpose, about what it is that you're meant to do. And you know, the, all of those things I would say from knowing you guys, and like, it's not often that I have people on the show that I know, um, that you guys, <laughs> you guys have always been people who've just inspired me, like always said that there's, there's more, there can be more, there can be more to this or um, you know, pursue your dreams, even, even despite all of the hardships that you've experienced, you guys have always been really positive and uh, continue to march after that. And so it's so, such an honor to have my friends on the show. Oh, <laughs> we're honored to be here. We, honored. Um, we have no idea. We wanted everything to be great. And perfect. And <laughs> yes. And this, you know, even better than what we expected. So thank you wow. for having us. Um, before we go, guys, yes. um, we're going to do the cookout on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but um i want you i want people to go buy your shit so tell everybody where they can find you and where they can go buy your stuff yes sanctuarylife.com so sanctuary is s-a-n-c-t-u-a-i-r-e life.com and at sanctuary life on instagram that's where the the main social party is so find us there that's where we hang out on social absolutely and i'm at mr underscore baldwin style that's mr underscore b-a-l-d-w-i-n style s-t-y-l-e um on instagram or mr baldwin style.com amazing all right guys well we're gonna head over to patreon and kick this conversation up a notch <laughs> oh yeah let's turn up <laughs>
Turn up, turn up, turn up. Um, (laughs) Guys, if you like this episode, please send it to someone that you love and we will see you in the next one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.